Grandstand AFL replays. AFL You miss the footy or just want to relive your side's great win from the last round? Tune your digital radio to ABC Grandstand. Get replays of the footy on weekdays. Words from 45. He won't miss Tyson. And you can also listen live online at abc.net.au slash grandstand. Replays of AFL. Grandstand Digital. Are you a member of a sporting club? At the ground level, across the body. Maybe it's your favourite footy club. Or your local sports club. If you love being a member of a club, then why not become a member of ABC Grandstand on Facebook? Stay up to date with sports results and join in discussions on the latest news from around the sporting world. Plus, view some classic sporting moments posted by the ABC Grandstand team. ABC Grandstand on Facebook. Become a member today. The Netball Show on ABC Grandstand Digital. Hello, welcome to the Netball Show for the final round of the Trans-Tasman Home and Away season. Matt Clinch with you for Grandstand again this week as we take you through all the results so far. And would you believe it, with two more matches to be played tonight, the final system could still change and the minor premiership is still unknown. Tonight, it's the Queensland Firebirds and the Waikato Bay Magic. And it all comes down to percentage, although it would seem unlikely that Queensland would be able to jump ahead of the Vixens and also New South Wales. And if the Magic were to win, they still could be able to host a final. While the Fever played the Pulse in what will be coach Norma Plummer's final game as the coach of the West Coast Fever after it was announced her contract would not be renewed for next season. Well, a chance to have a look at the final round of the Trans-Tasman Netball competition. Benny Carbonaro can join us from netballscoop.com. It's been a fascinating week so far with two games still to be played tonight. What a strange end of the season. Benny, welcome. Thanks very much, Matt. Thank you for the opportunity to be on uh, on Grandstand. Yeah, it has been. It's probably been one of the most open seasons we've seen in our uh, Trans-Tasman netball, netball history because it's come down to round 13 and obviously round 14 this week to see which four teams will make the finals, which start next week. You've covered netball for a long time. Have you you've seen a season like this where you come into the, the last two games, be it unusually on a Monday night, and we still don't know who's playing next week? Uh, oh, it's happened a couple of times. But I reckon this year has probably been the most open and most competitive um, season of the Trans-Tasman Netball Championship um, in in all, with, all of its history since it started back in 2008. So it all started with the Melbourne Vixens, and we thought they would probably claim the minor premiership and get the home final against New South Wales, but um, the Steel had other ideas. A strange game and a thrilling finish. Yeah, this one's 65-64 to 64 here, and... Um, yeah, a major boil over, as you say, Matt. The Steel turned um, turned the top four in its head, and it was a rusty start from the Steel. But they worked their way into the game after the Vixens were coasting early on, like they have been in most of their games for the season. And the shooting combination for the Steel of Jody Brown and Jenny Alfala Reid um, worked really well, and the Vixens weren't able to stop them. So um, it was a yeah, it was a real boil over. What do you make of the Vixens, given they've had some great wins, particularly against Adelaide, where they gave them a real hiding? But they've been a bit up and down at various stages. They have been a bit up and down in earlier stages, mate. You're absolutely right. But at the same time, too, I think probably the last the last um, five or six, seven games, they've sort of been able to, you know, get that consistency going and, and finish games off. And although starting games has been an issue for them, but I'm sure Simone McInnes and the rest of the coaching staff will be working on that in the lead-up to the finals next week. Courtesy of Fox Sports, here was the thoughts of the Steels captain, Jody Brown, and also the Vixens captain, Bianca Chatfield. Let's talk about the 
before the game controlling what we can control and knowing that they'll come out with intensity and knowing that they play a totally different style to what we're used to. But um, at the same time, you know, we're coming off the back of three wins and we're doing pretty good stuff as well. Um, you know, I thought we started really well, but we just didn't hold it together when we needed to. So we've got a lot to learn out of that game, not just as a team, but I think individually what we were doing out there. Then we head to Adelaide, where the Adelaide Thunderbirds took on the tactic. And for the Thunderbirds, it's been a frustrating season, but they were able to prevail in front of their home crowd and, and finish the season on a high. Yeah, most certainly. Um, this one, it was 66-49, the Thunderbirds won't. Um, good end of the season. Um, like you say, it was a very inconsistent season for them. Of course, they won the, three, the first three games of the year, and then they dropped off. A bit, and then they, they dropped off a bit. They had injuries and that sort of thing. And they're not going to make the finals after winning the premiership last year. But um, the Thunderbirds, yep, they won every quarter and they put on the lead throughout. And they just were able to ground down the tactics with a forceful second half. And I must mention here from the tactics, M.Y. Kumwende, who actually has her netball origins in Malawi. But developed her netball by playing in the state league competition in Victoria for three years prior to this year. 42 goals. She beats Ramona Aiken's um, all-time um, season record of 667 goals that was set last year. And she's, um, with those 42, she now holds the record for most goals scored in a, in a trans-Tasman season. Yeah, it's a great effort. Uh, what about from Adelaide? What do you make of their year, given you mentioned they, they broke the record at the start of the year. Um, they had a couple of changes from last year with Nat Vomberto retiring and obviously Sharni Leighton heading to New South Wales. But they would have hoped to have played finals this year. Yeah, most definitely. I know the coach, Jane Woodlands-Thompson, sort of demands success and demands perfection in every every way they play their netball um, in Adelaide. But, uh, yeah, no, just a very inconsistent season. And But I'm sure the fans will still stay on board because, as we know, Adelaide's probably the most passionate netball city in terms of supporters in the world. Here were the thoughts of Adelaide captain Renee Hallinan and Anna Thompson from the Tactic Post Game, courtesy of Fox Sports. I'm a little inconsistent at times. It's probably... Yeah, not the 60-minute match that we did want, but we're really good in, in patches and in those times where we slumped, we're able to get it back or have a timeout and um, come together and work it out, which is promising because we haven't been able to do that against um, some of the sides this year. So really, really relieved to have got the win. It's a long time before the next game, so pleased that we can go into the off-season with that. Yeah, it's been disappointing. Um, I think um, along with the losses, um, we were just had inconsistency in our game, so that was disappointing. But I think if we can take some positives out of the season, um, we have come a long way um, from the start. Um, there's been lots of individual um, wow moments, and um, I guess for us looking forward, it's um, just being able to put all those moments together and be consistent for 60 minutes. So Adelaide winning by 17 goals. Ben Carbonaro from netballscoop.com has joined us on the Netball Show to work our way through the final round of the home and away season. Well, the wacky results continued in terms of the Northern Mystics hosting the New South Wales Swifts. And again, this game went right down to the wire and the Mystics have beaten some good sides. They were able to beat the Fever the week before, but in Auckland with everything on the line, New South Wales couldn't get it done. No, they couldn't. 56-53 in this one, the Mystics way. It was another boil over. It means the Vixens will still get a home final next week. But the Mystics saved their best to last um, with a very classy performance. Um, in attack here, the, shoot, um, the shooter, Catherine Matsu, and in defence, and I'm going to be careful here because it may sound like a swear word, <laughs> but it's not, um, young Kemalisi Fakahakatao. She, she has come on this year and, and she's been absolutely amazing. And um, there's been a bit of contention whether or not she'll make the Silver Ferns team um, later on in the year. Um, she, she may, she may not, but she's a good uh, good prospect for the future. And the Mystics certainly um, flew over the blocks and it was a strong, de- and it was strong defensive pressure. Um, all over the court, especially in the last quarter that got them over the line. So New South Wales had their challenges with Gretel Tipput coming in for her first start, but yep. um, it was such a big opportunity for them to jump the Vixens to finish on top and get the home final. Will that take a, a little bit of, I guess, rebuilding and reconsidering what could have been? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think it will. But at the same time, too, Swifts have played a more team-oriented style of netball this year on a new coach, Rob Wright, and I'm sure Rob will be confident in hopefully being able to push through to the finals, maybe into the second second week or maybe ultimately into the grand final um, uh, as starting next week. Let's hear from a couple of the players after the game, Maria Tutaye from the Mystics and also Kim Green from the New South Wales Swifts, courtesy of Fox Sports. Oh, look, super proud of the girls. We had likes of Bailey and Tonga who came out for ball. Total team collective effort and, um, yes, just, just something to look forward to for next year, 2015. Yeah, I think we just got to make sure those down little down periods that we have are just not as large as what we had today. But, um, yeah, all in all, I think, you know, we threw out so many combinations. We got the depth on the, on the bench there, but, um, yeah, we just got to be better. So that brings us to tonight, the Magic taking on the Queensland Firebirds. And my understanding is that the positions in the finals can still be determined as to who gets to host the finals, although percentage for, for Queensland is obviously behind the Vixens and New South Wales. Yeah, absolutely. I've tipped the Firebirds to get up by five in this one. Um, this one could really go either way. Obviously, the Magic have been pro- have proven that they can be beaten. The Swifts did beat them last week in Sydney. But at the same, but at the same time, too, that, that home crowd um, in Hamilton is going to be a huge factor. And then you also look at just how well Magic have played this year. Magic have been, once again, the best-performing New Zealand side. And um, if you look back to last year, um, Firebirds can probably draw fact from the motivation that um, last time these two sides met was the minor semi-final. Many people said it was the unwinnable final, but the Firebirds got up and ended up winning by three. And I spoke with um, one of their defenders, Gabby Simpson, during the week, and Gabby was saying to me that they're, they're using that as a bit of motivation and hopefully they can um, they can do it again and um, silence the Kiwi critics. And the other game tonight is the Fever taking on the Pulse. And I guess disappointment from both sides here, given that it'll be Norma Plummer's last game as coach, mm. given her contract hasn't been extended. And the Pulse got close, but just couldn't get into the top four. No, unfortunately not. The Pulse really needed to beat the, um, the Firebirds up on the Gold Coast last week. And um, they got totally blown out of water. It was an, a 30-plus goal loss to them. And, uh, yeah, very disappointing for both teams. Both teams have sort of been, you know, consistent in some quarters of games, but at the same time, too, haven't been able to get that consistency going across all four quarters of a match. And then, um, yeah, you're, you're right. It's uh, Norma Plummer's last game. Very sad for her. She's done a, a mountain of work in trying to rebuild West Australian netball over a three-year period. She's done a lot of good work, but at the same time, too, it's probably um, a little bit disappointing for her. But I've tipped the fever to get up by three and beat the Poles. Do you reckon the New Zealand side's just putting your Commonwealth game hat on, Benny? have been a bit disappointing yeah. when you think that the, the Poles probably should have made the finals. The Steel and the Mystics have shown at times they're, they're very much an improved side, while the Magic have very much carried the candle there into their seventh straight final series. But it's been very much the Australian sides again who have uh, led the competition. Yeah, it most certainly has, Matt. And I think, it's a, I think it's probably a reflection of what we have with the pathway systems, I mean, we've got elite pathways for young young players to build up and eventually get ANZ contracts, but there's a bit of a gap in New Zealand. They've got their national provincial championship, but none of the really fringe ANZ players who are contracted but sit on the bench all year, they don't get opportunities to sort of sort of, sort of of play those sort of competitions anymore. But in, in Australia, we do, but I think Nepal New Zealand, once again, will, will be working to try and improve, improve those development pathways and we'll see more New Zealand teams pushing up into the fore because New Zealand is, you know, probably probably one of the best netball nations um, along with Australia. And it's really sad to not see probably more New Zealand teams in the finals. I mean, you'd probably get people shouting, shouting me and you down saying, hey, mm-hmm. you know, saying that they should, that New Ze- um, Australian teams should dominate. Yeah, in a perfect world, that's good. But at the same time too, we need these New Zealand teams doing well because it is a trans-Tasman competition. And it leads into a, a fascinating Commonwealth Games in Glasgow, given that New Zealand very much have, have had the record in the last two Commonwealth Games. Australia have announced their, their squad. The Silver Ferns haven't. How do you look at that one? Do you feel like Australia would be the, the favourites given they've had such good success in the trans-Tasman competition this year? 
I think actually not, Matt. I think it could be really evenly matched, re, 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 evenly matched, because you look at international netball. It's another step up, a lot more pressure and a lot more intensity. And I think, um, I think it real, as I said, I think it could really go either way. And then the million dollar question, Benny. Given the, the results from the weekend, who do you feel is the the favourite for the title in the Trans Tasman netball competition? Well, I probably should be a little bit. I'm probably a little bit biased here, listeners, but I apologise if I sound like <laughs> I am. Um, I'm going to go the Vixens here because the Vixens. Um, they lost those couple of games earlier in the year, but they've been building ever since, and Simone McInnes has got them peaking at the right time, I think. Benny, always great to chat. Enjoy the final series, and particularly tonight as well. Thanks very much, Matt. Coming up next on the Netball Show, we'll hear from Adelaide Thunderbirds coach Jane Woodlands-Thompson. Join Alistair Nicholson and Zane Bojack for the dog leg. It's on its way from a metre. He's put it in. Adam Scott fist pumps the air. Stay up to date with the latest golf news from around the world with the dog leg. Hey, this is Matt Kuchar, and you're listening to the dog leg. On ABC Grandstand Digital via the ABC Radio app. And available to download and subscribe as a podcast at abc.net.au slash grandstand. If you love sport, here's a smart way to stay up to date with sports of all sorts. Bookmark your mobile with the ABC Grandstand website. Grab your mobile, visit abc.net.au slash grandstand and set the mobile site as a bookmark. It's the smartest way to stay up to date with comprehensive sports coverage from around the world. Plus, you can listen to Francis Leach for breakfast Friday to Monday every week. abc.net.au slash grandstand on your mobile. You're listening to The Netball Show. Grandstand Netball. On ABC Grandstand Digital and online. Welcome back to The Netball Show. Matt Clinch with you for Grandstand. Don't forget to log on to our website, abc.net.au forward slash grandstand. And you can follow us on Twitter at ABC Grandstand. The results so far for the final round of the home and away season in the Trans-Tasman netball competition. The Steel with a big upset over the Melbourne Vixens, 65 goals to 64. The Adelaide Thunderbirds with a big win over the Tactic, 66 to 49. The final margin, 17 goals. And the Mystics with another upset. So the two New Zealand sides getting up over the New South Wales Swifts, 56 goals to 53. And the Swifts could have pinched the minor premiership if they were successful. Well, Jane Woodlands-Thompson, the coach of the Adelaide Thunderbirds, can join us on 891 ABC Adelaide as her side yesterday finished the season on a high, defeating the tactic by 17 goals. Uh, Jane, thanks as always for your time and a nice way to end the season. Yeah, it was a great way to end. Uh, 17 goals over the tactics is a really good result. They've pushed a number of the top teams to one or two goals, so it was really quite a nervous game for us. It was one that we should have won, but to win by 17 was a really good way to finish what's been quite a challenging season for us. Yeah, so what's the mood in a change room after a game like that? Because there's a high finishing in front of your home crowd in, in such a good way, but also a bit of sweet feeling that you're not playing the finals. I think we probably dealt with the disappointment during the week. Um, you know, we, we knew that that was going to be our last training on Friday. And we were a little bit flat, I think, in this preparation. But um, once it was game day and our loyal band of Pink Army were there and we just wanted to give them something to, to celebrate and end the season on. And, uh, yeah, we were very buoyant after the game. We just you know, remember the good things that have happened and make sure that we gave the fans a really good show. And there was some really good stuff to watch yesterday. You won every quarter and built the lead throughout the match. And as you mentioned, the tactic have pushed a number of the top teams throughout the year. Was the most pleasing part from your point of view probably the, the spread of contributors you had throughout the match? Maddie Proud back from injury. She'd hit her bid. And, and I'll get you to chat about Erin Bell in a moment. Yeah, both of those were, were fantastic and I think everyone was involved in some brilliant patches of play and some, some really good hard work and, and a 
we slipped in and out of the game as a team and as individuals at times as well. But I think all up, it was a, it was a really good team effort with seven contributors. Carla Borrego probably struggled a little bit at times, 36 from 53 for her, particularly in the third term. But what it did really highlight was the improvement of Erin Bell, um, 31, uh, 30 from 31, and her reliance on the team, particularly in the, the big matches, can't be overlooked. Absolutely. She was wonderful for us again yesterday, and she's just consistently slotted through 30 goals at a very high accuracy from long range and hardly made a mistake yesterday. And, you know, she's so fit. Her defensive work certainly helps us also. So I can't speak highly enough of her, and I'm yeah, very sad that she's not going to the Commonwealth Games. Uh, I think they'll really miss her, but she's done everything she can for the T-Birds this year, and, yeah, yesterday was no exception. She played a great game. And in terms of not being included in the Glasgow Commonwealth Games team, uh, disappointment from her point of view, and, and obviously disappointment for you, given you get to see her week in, week out. Absolutely. It's actually heartbreaking. You know, um, her next four months look completely different to what we all think it should. And uh, they only come around once every four years. So, you know, they're not yet. Yeah, anything could happen. She might get a late call up if there's an injury or, or a problem. But, um, yeah, it's just one of those missed opportunities. And we'll really be doing everything we can to support Erin and make sure she gets in the team for the World Cup in Sydney next year. Jane Woodlands-Thompson, the coach of the Adelaide Thunderbirds, is our guest on 891 ABC Adelaide and across South Australia. So when you get a, a moment to reflect about the season, um, how will you look back on it, given that you won the championship last year and you've had injuries and there are reasons as to why this year hasn't eventuated the way you would have hoped, but um, you're not in finals and that was that's where you'd love to be in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and look, that has to hurt. Um, you know, we, we've in the first six years, we'd only missed finals once, and so it's only twice now in seven years. So it's not something that we want to get used to, uh, and it's not something we're accustomed to. So, well, I think it does sharpen your thinking for next year and I guess makes us make some critical decisions a little bit easier um, when we're recruiting and, you know, staffing and all that sort of stuff that we have to do before next year. So we'll look back on the season as a challenging one. Uh, I think it's been great for our culture amongst all the challenge challenging situations we've had we certainly have some great leadership and the team's really stuck together and it's certainly not through any lack of um, effort or skill or determination or culture stuff off court that hasn't given us the results so you know we've been ticking a few boxes and building that quite nicely but we just really need to, to show the results on the court next year. And while you can't plan for bad luck um, not that Nat Vomberto retiring and Shani Leighton heading to New South Wales and then the, the season ending injuries to Lee Waddington and Gia Abernathy can, can you see the improvement in the young players I guess particularly Kate Schumann and Beck Bully who have had the lift seems to erupt the crowd and you can really see the progress particularly in those two players. Yeah they've formed a great partnership this year and, and it Years like this certainly give plenty of opportunity for our younger players like Maddie Proud and Kate Shimon in particular to have some premium court time week after week, face their hurdles, improve and they've certainly um, you know, moved themselves right up to ANZ standard which has been a wonderful year in terms of their personal growth and look, you know, Kate and Beck do the, the lift more than anybody and I think there's only two defensive teams that, two, sorry, two teams that can actually do it. So it certainly is a spectacular move and that's what I love about coming back week after week, year after year is the the terrific skills and, and that's quite an exceptional thing to do. It's very difficult to do, but they've pulled it out uh, a couple of times every every game. And the crowd love it as well. In terms of the defensive end, is that somewhere you'll play particular attention to during the off-season to look to, to continue to develop and, and improve that area? Yeah, we will. We'll look at all three areas. Um, we were a little bit more leaky in uh, defence this year than we have been before, but that's a product also of, of ambient court injuries, etc., etc. So we'll have to look very carefully at our statistics and see where the gaps are and, and what numbers we're going to need to hit 
to be contesting finals next year. So, yeah, defensively, we'll certainly look at, at bolstering that up. Um, the midcourt, again, very hard to judge because we've had so many injuries throughout the season there. Uh, and in goals, you know, we're still scoring enough goals to win most weeks. But, again, it would be really terrific to have a little bit of extra um, support in that goal end. And in terms of your, your skipper, Renee Hallinan, it's been a, a challenging season for her in her first season as captain of the T-Birds. Um, she's done an enormous job, really, as uh, one of the faces of the club to try and guide them and to, to speak to the supporters at times when it's been quite a challenging year. Yes, look, Renee Hallinan is exceptional on and off the court, uh, and I'm just really wrapped for her that she's going to the Games in a couple of months' time and we'll, we'll be training her up and keeping things moving to, to get her there playing her best. But she's certainly led by example this year. She's played a great captain's game nearly every week and uh, the work that she does do for the club in promotional stuff and you know, really living those pink values is, is quite exceptional and she's an absolute pleasure to work with. And I look forward to seeing her grow. Uh, it's only just beginning her captaincy journey and you know she's learned a lot this year and she will continue to do that and hopefully in the international space as well. Jane Woodlands-Thompson, the coach of the Adelaide Thunderbirds, is our guest. Uh, what do you do now, Jane, now that the season is finished? Do you get a couple of days just to relax before you start to think about next season and pre-season? Yeah, look, we'll start planning pretty quickly. Um, one good thing about not being in finals, it does give three extra weeks to, to get our uh, structures in place for next year, think about recruiting uh, and do our reviews and planning, etc., etc. So we'll certainly use that time wisely. Uh, and then, yeah, me personally, I usually take October off once that's all done and dusted and uh, the international season sort of uh, is in arrest for our home team. So, yeah, it's a, it's a funny time of the year. There's lots to do. A um, bit of a break in the structure in terms of the week-to-week planning. But, uh, yeah, it's nice to have a bit of a rest. And a funny old round to finish with the home and away season with the, the Mystics upsetting the Swifts and the Vixens going down to the Steel. Of course, Queensland play the Magic tonight. Who do you feel is the best team in the competition on the eve of the finals? Look, it's going to be a great final series. I think any of the four teams can win. Um, Magic have had an incredible journey from not winning a game pre-season and, you know, a new list, Julie Fitzgerald, Aussie coaching in, in a Kiwi team. And it'd be really nice to see them, uh, as much as we don't like the Kiwis to win it, <laughs> go close. But uh, there's not a lot. I guess against us, the Vixens have been our toughest opponents in terms of scoreline. We've matched up very well against Sydney, had a three-goal game and a, a three-goal loss and a one-goal win. And uh, the Firebirds, I think we beat by seven and, and lost by a couple second round. So to us, the Vixens would be the strongest team. But, you know, they match up, the Swiss particularly match up well against them and Firebirds can beat both of those teams. So I think it's going to be who pulls out on the day, but potentially one of the Aussie teams. I'd probably go for the Firebirds, I'd say. <laughs> well done. Uh, Jane, thanks as always for your time. Um, bad luck this season, but uh, thanks again for spending some time with us and good luck for next year. No problem. Thank you. Jane Woodlands-Thompson, the coach of the Adelaide Thunderbirds, our special extended guest on the netball program. So two games to be played tonight, and one of them will have a big impact on the finals. The Waikato Bay of Plenty Magic to take on the Queensland Firebirds. If the Firebirds were to win that game, they would host a final. Likewise, if the Magic were able to win, and the Firebirds would need a big percentage boost if they were to take the minor premiership. The other game, the West Coast Fever take on the Central Pulse. It'll be Norma Plummer's final game as coach of the Fever. While for the Pulse, unfortunately, they missed out on the top four, but still pride on the line for them. If we turn our attention to the ladder as it stands, currently it's the Vixens on top, nine wins and four losses from New South Wales, nine and four. Of course, percentage has a big part in this. The Vixens, 126, New South Wales, 108. Then in third position, the Firebirds, eight and four. Likewise for the Magic, eight and four. And then you look to the Central Pulse, who finished 
seven and five, possibly with a win tonight. The Southern Steel, seven and six in sixth position. Then the Mystics, six and seven. Adelaide in eighth position, five and eight. The West Coast Fever still to play tonight, but three and nine at the moment. And the Tactic finished on bottom of the table, one and 12, but they had some good performances throughout the season. And just uh, repeating that Australian side, we did make mention of that in our interview with Jane Woodlands-Thompson. The team, which was announced a couple of weeks ago, Laura Geitz, again, the captain of the Australian side, Bianca Chatfield, the vice-captain, Caitlin Bassett from Western Australia, Tegan Caldwell, Julie Coletto, Kim Green, Renee Hallinan, the captain of the Adelaide Thunderbirds, Shani Layton, Nat Medhurst, Kimberly Revillian, Maddie Robinson and Caitlin Thwaites as well. So that's the side that will head to Glasgow to represent Australia, which we're all very much looking forward to. That's all we've got time for on the Netball Show. Don't forget, you can log on to our website, abc.net.au forward slash grandstand for all the latest netball and sports news. And our Twitter handle is at ABC Grandstand. Until next week, bye for now.